Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnerless. In the mid-80s, I was still firmly a big fan of Saturday morning cartoons. Some of my friends had already moved on, but I wasn't ready for that. Now, there was always a problem with being a huge fan of something like Saturday morning cartoons. Your fandom can get in the way of what you do with your normal life. See, when I was a kid, I would watch these Saturday morning cartoons. I would memorize everything that went on with them, especially when new ones premiered. I would have a whole laundry list of things to talk about. Then I would run to talk to my family about it, and they would dismiss me. And then I would run and talk to my friends, and they would all have things to say as well. But as I got older and continued to watch them, and other people stopped watching them, there was nothing to talk about. I would watch a premiere. I would run to my family to say, Oh my gosh, this great new show, Galaxy High, came on. It has this and this. And they would look at me all bored and then say, That's great, that's great. And then I'd be like, Oh, you know what? i got to go tell my friends. And I'd go to hang out with my friends. And I'd be like, Guys, did you see Galaxy High? And then they would give me that look that, Are you still watching Saturday morning cartoons look? I quickly learned just not to bring them up. But the problem with that is that they continued to be bottled up inside. I didn't have anybody to talk with them about. Now, this was before the internet came out, so I couldn't even go on the internet and start screaming about how much I loved Galaxy High. Nowadays, we do have other outlets like the internet to discuss our fandom. But unfortunately, now there's not even Saturday morning cartoons to discuss. I do have to say that I was always impressed with my family's ability to sit through and listen to me drone on about these subjects, because it would have been much more difficult to not be able to get any of it out if they didn't feign some sort of interest for even a little bit of time. If you have kids who happen to be into things that you're not interested in, please play along. They won't really know the difference until they're much older, and if you're a kid listening to this and you have some sort of interest and none of your friends are into it, don't worry. Eventually, you'll be able to get on the internet if you're not already, and you will find that there are thousands, if not millions, of people who are into the same things as you. The world of getting smaller is frightening in some ways, but very liberating when it comes to hobbies that you think that other people aren't into. On today's show, we're going to talk about one of those things that were difficult to talk about in the mid-80s for me, Galaxy High. We're going to talk about the plot of the show, the characters of the show, the talent behind those characters the people behind the scenes who made the show, produced it, created it, the music on the show, and we'll talk a little bit about the show outside of the television screen. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show.
Blast off to the Outer Space High School, where the students come in all shapes, sizes, and every color of the rainbow. At Galaxy High, the junior class president has six hands. The local pizza parlor is as close as the nearest satellite, and when the science teacher gets mad, he melts. Join two Earthling exchange students as they encounter a crazy collection of cosmic kids from all over the universe. That is the description from the video box of Galaxy High, which was an animated show that was animated, distributed, and owned by TMS Entertainment. It would run from September 13, 1986 to December 6, 1986 on CBS. The show was greeted with a certain amount of enthusiasm, although the ratings wouldn't work out. Interestingly, it did get some press, though, because it drew comparisons to the animated series The Partridge Family 2200 A.D., which debuted in 1974 and had Keith and Lori Partridge going to a futuristic high school, which happened to be called Galaxy High. There's also some other parallels. I personally think it's just a coincidence. Of course, I've been on the Galaxy High payroll since the 1980s, so maybe you shouldn't trust my opinion. Cities rising in the sky Freeway traffic jetting by Future's here for us to see It's 2200 more about the real Galaxy High. In Galaxy High, two Earth teenagers are accepted into the interstellar high school, Galaxy High, which is on the asteroid Fluter. It's a boy and a girl who are accepted. The boy is named Doyle, and he's an athlete and quite popular. The girl in the group is Amy, who is shy, not very popular, and not very cool. But once they get into space, their roles reverse. The alien teenagers accept Amy, while Doyle tends to rub the aliens the wrong way. Now, while Doyle finds it very difficult, Amy stands by his side, human solidarity, and she suggests that he should try to make friends through his athletic abilities, which he does by winning a championship in psych hockey, which is a sport that Galaxy High has never been good at. Now, the show never really ran long enough, but there's hints of a budding romance between Amy and Doyle that we probably would have seen in the second season if it had been renewed. Unfortunately, we never get there. We do get to meet a really great cast of characters. There's Gilda Gossip, the alien with the big mouths, Bowie Bubblehead, who's an absent-minded bubblehead, Milo Davinus, the six-armed class president. Of course, there's the bullies, Beef and the Bonk Bunch, who constantly pick on Doyle. And finally, you have the Creep, who's a small alien, resembling something like a little marshmallow, who has a wonderful singing voice and a crush on Amy. In the faculty, you have Miss Biddy McBrain, who has a light bulb attached to her. Brilliant idea. And you have the head coach, Frogface, who eats flies, as frogs should. And Professor Eisenstein, who has to keep his classroom cold or he'll melt, which I imagine they could have mined for comedy gold in a Christmas special. Stay tuned for Teen Wolf. Next. Followed by Galaxy High. 
Now you had all these great characters. Let's talk a little bit about the actors who played them. You had Susan Blue as Amy Brighttower. Susan Maria Blue, born in 1948. Sometimes she's credited as Sue Blue. And she's done a lot of work in casting and voice directing, as well as voice acting. Probably best known as the voice of R.C. in the original Transformers movie. And played the roles of Stormer and Lindsay Pierce in Jim. Hal Rail played Dewell Cleverloeb. Rail has done a lot of voice acting over his career, including Lieutenant Commander Steel in SWAT Cats, Snarl and Shrapnel in The Transformers, and Deep Six in G.I. Joe. He was also some of the voices for the Ghoulies in Ghoulies 2, and did some vocals for the Predator in Predator 2. Howard Morris played Professor Eisenstein, and the character Luigi Labouncy, who was an American actor and director, probably best known for his role as Ernest T. Bass on The Andy Griffith Show. Ms. Biddy McBrain was played by Pat Carroll. Carroll did numerous voices over the years and performed on TV. She's probably best known as the voice of Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Flat Freddy Fender and Gilda Gossip were played by someone who, to modern audiences, probably doesn't need much of an introduction, Nancy Cartwright, who's a very famous television actress, probably best known as the voice of Bart Simpson on The Simpsons. Guy Christopher played Earl Eck, worked in a lot of stuff, he didn't do a lot of animated work before or after Galaxy High, but he had roles on Perfect Strangers, The A-Team, L.A. Law, before Galaxy High. Gino Conforti played Ali Oilstick and Reggie Unicycle. He started working in 86 by landing a role on Galaxy High. He's also done some voice work for DuckTales and Monsters, Inc. Jennifer Darling played Bowie Bubblehead, Myrtle Blastermeyer, and Wendy Garbo. She's probably best known for playing Peggy Callahan, who was the secretary to Oscar Goldman in The Six Million Dollar Man and The Bionic Woman. Pat Fraley played Coach Frogface. Great voice actor, probably best known as the voice of Krang and Casey Jones in The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Henry Gibson, worth noting even though his role was just of Doyle's locker because he was an integral member of Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In and more recently had a recurring role as Judge Clark Brown on Boston Legal. Passed away in 2009. Great talent. Very funny guy. David Lander was the voice of Milo Davinas. That voice probably sounds very familiar to you because he was Andrew Squiggy Squigman on Laverne and Shirley from 76 to 82. Danny Mann played the Creep, another amazing voice actor. Did the voice of Hector on Heathcliff and Cloud Raker and Lightspeed in Transformers. Also played Backwood Beagle in DuckTales. Neil Ross played Rotten Roland. He provided voices for mostly things based on the Transformers, and would do voiceover as a radio announcer in movies like Back to the Future 2, Quiz Show, and Being John Malkovich. John Stevenson played Beef Bonk and Harvey Blastermeyer. A lot of commercial work, probably know his voice best as the narrator at the end of the classic television series Dragnet, who recapped the fate of the perpetrators at the end of every episode, not to be confused with the opening narration, which was performed by George Fenneman. And now, these messages. Keebler presents the appealing taste of baked potato skins in a crispy, crunchy chip. Potato skins got baked potato appeal, cause they're made with potatoes and skins that are real. The Keebler elves make potato skins with real potatoes and real potato skins for a flavor with whole baked potato appeal. Cheddar cheese and bacon, sour cream and chives, tasty baked potato, you won't believe your eyes. They're made with potatoes and skins that are real. Potato skins from Keebler, baked potato appeal. 
The show was developed by Christopher Columbus, that Christopher Columbus from movies, not the famous explorer, obviously. Columbus, an American film director, writer, producer, directed the first two Harry Potter movies, Home Alone, lots of other things. Also helped to write and create Galaxy High. It was produced by a few people, most notably Yutaka Fujioka, who would also produce shows like The Bionic Six, Little Nemo, Adventures in Slumberland, and The Mighty Orbots. Fun fact, John Crick Falusi, who would go on to create Ren and Stimpy and The Ripping Friends, was a character designer for Galaxy High. The show would premiere on September 13, 1986, and it would air at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, running after Teen Wolf and before the CBS story break. It would be given a time slot for the 1987-1988 season, with an expectation that it was going to return. But sadly, it didn't. But they didn't take the show away. Instead, they just re-ran episodes of the first season, which threw me for a complete loop, because I was expecting Galaxy High to return. It was so high quality, and I thought it was so good. So I started watching it and thinking, have I seen this before? This looks familiar. This looks just like the first season. It took about two episodes before I realized that it was just going to be the whole first season all over again. The show would continue to be used in reruns on CBS and would eventually make its way to the Sci-Fi Channel. When it ran on the Sci-Fi Channel from 94 to 96, they would edit out two minutes of the show so that they could include more commercials. So some of the jokes, some of the bits that you would have caught in the original, gone. Does this sound familiar? That is the theme to Galaxy High, and it was written and performed by Don Felder, who wrote and performed all the music and the theme song for the show. If the name Don Felder sounds familiar, that is because he's probably best known as the lead guitarist for the Eagles, and he performed with the Eagles from 1974 to 1980, and again from 1994 to 2001. Galaxy High made the leap from television to paperback when an 85-page paperback book called Galaxy High School was published in 1987 by Bantam Skylark. It was written by Anne Hodgman, and it is an adaptation of six episodes from the show. Welcome to Galaxy High, Those Eyes, Those Lips, The Beef Who Would Be King, Beach Blanket Blow-Up, Dollars and Cents, and Founder's Day. The book, much like the second season of Galaxy High, didn't go anywhere, but 
because Galaxy High has become a fan favorite, the book has been sought out by people. And now, these messages. Live from Hollywood, it's the Betcha by the Chip Show, starring me. And now, I'll be the first contestant to bite a chips and white cookie without biting a chip. I bit a chip, but I'm cool. Hey, it's like a chocolate party going on here. Sam, your homework. Chips Ahoy, original in the blue bag, new improved chewy in the red. Bet you buy the chip. She's moving. Barbie doll comes with this three-piece outfit and change-around stole. New from Mattel. Everybody's got a little smile inside. Sneaks out every once in a while. Like when you're eating a Rolo, it's too hard to hide. Cause Rolo is a whole roll of smiles. Chewy caramel, rich milk chocolate. Rolo is a whole roll of smiles. You might not know this, but Galaxy High is an award-winning show. It won a Humanist Prize for its anti-drug episode, The Brain Blaster. The Humanist Prize is an award for film and television writing that tries to encourage people to promote human dignity, meaning, and freedom. Not a bad award to win if you're a Saturday morning cartoon. Galaxy High has been released in full on DVD. All 13 episodes have been released uncut as they originally aired across two volumes. Volume 1 was released back in 2006 and contains episodes 1 through 7. Later that year, the same year, Volume 2 was released, which contains episodes 8 through 13. There's a little bit of a difference between the numbering of episodes on the DVD versus the numbering of episodes as the show ran. On the first DVD, the original episodes 2 and 3 are reversed, which actually makes more sense in terms of the plot because of the way it establishes the rivalry between Doyle and Beef. Those two episodes are Pizza's Honor, which was episode 2, and The Beef Who Would Be King, which is episode 3. As I might have hinted at, Galaxy High has become sort of a cult hit and has fans, a lot of art on the web about it, and there has been a frequent rumor that it will be turned into a motion picture, although as of now I have not seen anything that is actually in development, but we can keep our fingers crossed. Galaxy High was one of those well-made, well-thought-out shows from the 80s that was easy to watch, and for some reason, probably because of cost versus how many people were actually watching it, just didn't get picked up for a second season. A show like this could have went for five, six seasons, and it still would have been great. Sadly, we're only left with one, but at least we do have that one. So if you're interested in some quality Saturday morning 80s cartoons, check out the DVD. If you were a fan, it's time to rediscover it. Those of us who were back here on Earth were never lucky enough to go to Galaxy High. But for one season in the mid-80s, we got to see what life was like for those who did. Zoom a little zoom in a rocket ship. 
off we go on a trip head for thanks for listening to the show for more retro fun drop by the website at www.retroist.com you can follow me on facebook and twitter i'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist thanks to peachy for the music you hear in the show if you have musical needs you can email peachy at peachy at retroist.com Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Peachy's ha, 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 Zoom, we're here at the moon. Let's see what the moon is like. Look at those high mountains and wide craters and jagged peaks. And look at that great big moon up there. That isn't the moon. That's our Earth. Oh, we've landed. I feel so light. Watch me jump. <laughs> 30 feet, a world record. Oh, that's easy on the moon. Keep your suit on. Remember, there's no air around here. Zoom a little, zoom in a rocket ship. Home we go on a trip. Coming back to Earth at a rocket clip. We're gonna zoom, zoom, rocket. Galaxy High. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.